Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You guys know that. Those of you that watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can see the different teams I played for Washington, Dallas, Buffalo, New England, Cleveland. Although I didn't even ask for my helmet. I was so mad when they cut me. I didn't even ask for anything. I wanted no recollection of having been there. You can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And remember, okay, this week you can get one of these awesome press passes that I get at these college games or NFL games I do. I did the Eagles Texans last Thursday. I'll do the Eagles Commanders coming up this Monday. You can get one of these awesome press passes. All you got to do this week is rate and review any of the shows, including this one, on. Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however it is you listen, then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Really easy way to win. By the way, uh, appreciate your patience this week with us not having the show college draft recording until Wednesday. Obviously, Emery was traveling Monday. I had issues yesterday because I was in Akron for the Maction game last night. So we're getting it to you here. Wednesday morning. It's kind of nice, though, to get a couple tweets from people saying, when is College Draft podcast dropping? When's College Draft? They want their Emory Hunt. At F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Football Game Plan on YouTube. And, of course, the best draft guide that's out there, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. You were back home or something, weren't you, Emory? Yeah, CBS Sports had me uh, in New Orleans for – I got there on Thursday. So I surprised my mom on Thursday and uh, mom and older – You surprised kid, her? I surprised. She had no clue, bro. She, I rang the oh doorbell. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I, I, I Until I was coming down, I rang the doorbell, and uh, she came through the door. She's looking through the, the, the pane glass. And she, you know, she has to do a double take. And she said, I thought you was 
NOPD because they had on the blue football game plan shirt with the logo. She was like, why Why would they be here at the door? Then she opened. She was shocked. She had no clue I was coming down. And she was able to, her and my older sister were able to come and check me out on Sunday uh, on set doing my thing. So that was just great. It was great to see, you know? Emery, you are the man. I, Dude, as if I already didn't think you were awesome. That is so cool. That you surprised your, I mean, she must have been so happy. She was super shocked. And it was, it was, because again, I'm normally down there the Jan- in January, like the day before I drive down to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. And um, so she had no clue. And again, I found out about this trip last weekend uh, when, as I was going to Harrisburg to do my last high school game, CBS hit me up, say, hey, would you be available to go to New Orleans? So I had to call Georgetown and get someone to replace me because I, I was supposed to have a game last weekend. Like, yeah, I'll go down that way. So I had to sit on this information, you know, for a whole week, knowing I was going to get there Thursday and did a great job keeping a secret. Surprised her, took her to lunch on Friday, and she was able to come and uh, check me out on uh, Sunday. That part was probably the most emotional I got because we don't think in terms of how our parents view us, right? And the fact that they are here to see us doing things like this that they couldn't fathom, you know, in, in growing up as as children is that part right there was the best part of the whole thing to for her to see me live doing my thing as opposed to seeing clips of video stuff like that and seeing how everything's set up so it was pretty cool she must be so proud and she should be with everything you've accomplished that's so cool i know my mom tries to consume everything i do radio it's funny emory you'll appreciate this so everybody knows that's listening or watching us that when you do a game on TV, right at the start of the game, you're on camera and it's two minutes and you say something. That's the only part my mom watches, Emery. <laughs> she, she DVRs every game I do. She watches the first two minutes to see what I look like and see, see me. Then she's smart enough to fast forward till the end of halftime, which is the next time that we're on camera. And that's it. She doesn't care about the rest of the game. She just wants to see her son on TV. It's so funny, man. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, did some action last night. Some decent pro prospects in that game. City Sal, the left guard for Eastern Michigan, is a good player, road grader, but has some versatility because he's played tackle in his career. Jose Ramirez, their DN, has had a really nice season. They think he's a draftable player. For Akron, I don't think you've checked him out yet. Uh, Emery, maybe you have. Number one? Uh, no. Uh, well, number one was amazing last night, Cam Wiley. He played very well. I'm telling you, now he got hurt last night, and he's only a junior. Actually, I think he's maybe a sophomore. Their quarterback, DJ Irons, Emery, he's the most gifted quarterback I think I've seen all year. He, they have him throwing deep outs. From the far hash, all game. And then when he runs, he's 6'6", 210. But he's electric. Like, he's got some serious twitch and juice in his legs and in his arm. He is a talented, talented. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the second quarter last night, reaching his arm out for a touchdown and got knocked out of the game. Otherwise, Akron might have won that game. They lost 34-28. But you got to check out some tape on him. I'm amazed at the throws they ask him to make over and over again, and he makes them. 
he's completing 67% of his passes. Listen, I'm a Joe Moorhead guy, so I'm all in on DJ Irons. I'm writing the name down right now. I know if anybody will get that quarterback position right, it's going to be Moorhead. No question. Let's dive into some of the games this week, including Colorado at USC. USC is favored by 34 points. As a reminder, this podcast, if you're new, first of all, welcome. We love getting new listeners or new viewers. Secondly, this podcast is three podcasts in one, right? So it's a college football podcast talking about some of the biggest games of the weekend. It's an NFL draft podcast because Emery's as good of an NFL draft analyst as there is, and he breaks down some of the top prospects in these games. And number three, it's a college football betting podcast because Emery makes his picks against the spread. And by the way, if you're not that familiar with Emery, former running back from University of Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns, you can see the jersey in the back if you check us out youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And now he does high school games. He does college games. He does NFL stuff. He's all over CBS Sports HQ. He's still running the franchise that is football game plan. He's the man. Um, Speaking of the franchise, the franchise for me right now, Emery, Labatt Blue Light. Love it. Especially when it's like tailgating or after a game. My whole fridge is now that white can of Labatt Blue Light. No better beer on game day, whether you're tailgating at the game or watching at home, than the pristine, love that word, Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in hand. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colorado has an edge rusher who caught your attention, Emery, in Terrence Lang. Yeah, he caught my attention because I feel like he can rush over both the tackles and the guards. So I like his versatility there. And he has that Oa Odigazua type aggressiveness, um, you know, when he's kind of relentless in in his pursuit of the quarterback. And it's tied to why I chose this game, even though Colorado's going to get drummed. It's the fact that they're going to need him to have a huge game to disrupt Caleb Williams in the passing offense of USC. But I think because of his relentlessness and his versatility, I'll be interested to see how he tracks as a pro. Um, I know he's on the senior bowl watch list, a guy that, you know, again, can rush over the tackle and over the guard, probably is a better five tech than anything uh, at the pro level, but definitely has some versatile skill set. So here's a question. Why, why and how is Colorado this bad? Like Colorado, when we were growing up, man, they were legit. They would get dudes from Cali who were ballers. I remember like Alfred Williams and Canavis McGee. They had two DNs that were like 6'6", 260, murdering people. Eric Bieniemy, Darian Hagen. Like, do you remember those guys, Emery, or are you too young? 
B- I actually went to school with Bienemy's cousin because Bienemy is from New Orleans. Hagen's is from New Orleans. And that's the other part of it. They had a pipeline from Los Angeles, New Orleans, going straight to Boulder and, and Cordell Stewart, New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know that. Hagen, Bienemy, and Cordell Stewart are all New Orleans? Yeah. I had no idea. That is crazy how how big of Nebraska had that same big eight football. Nebraska and Colorado had that same pipeline from New Orleans and also from Los Angeles. And once that went away and they joined the Big 12, that went away. And so hence the drought that they've been in, you know. And so, um, yeah, so Colorado used to always have someone uh, from New Orleans that, uh, in particular, John Errett High School, they used to have a lot of guys from the West Bank of New Orleans going up to Colorado. Uh, so once again, people don't realize once got once conference realignment started to happen and you invited more people into your conference, it's it's you know, it kills everything, which is why Texas and Oklahoma fans don't realize what's about to happen when they join the SEC. Just be prepared for a consistent eight and four or seven and five type seasons, because now you've invited, you know, the rest of the SEC into your territory to recruit. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how they're so bad, Um, but I do want to hear your breakdown of Caleb Williams because obviously he's a really talented player, but this also plays into something we're going to talk about later with Drake May from North Carolina. Uh, People are already saying that they think Drake May would be QB1 this year, which I I love it. You got the smile going. Just you know, say it. Say, say it now. That's why I put that in there, Ross, because I saw the tweets yesterday, and I'm like, these people here are relentless. This is just like 2017 when they didn't like the quarterbacks that were the top quarterbacks, which were Mahomes, Kaiser, and Deshaun Watson. So they was like, oh, next year is going to be great. And what they meant was Rosen, Darnold, and uh, Josh Allen. Like, I see the game that they're playing. This year the top quarterbacks are uh, – Bryce Young, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, low-key, no one's talking about him anymore. And, and and he tried to throw Will Levis in there. So I see the game that they're playing, and they always want to say next year's class is the best class, right? I did a commercial on that eight years ago. I'll share the YouTube clip on Twitter after we're done here. So that's why I threw these guys in here because it was just a little pettiness on my part. But Caleb Williams, doesn't he remind you a little bit how he plays? Not the same arm strength or arm talent, but how he plays – is very Patrick Mahomes-like at Texas Tech. Every time I look up, I see him just scrambling around, trying to buy time, making plays. Actually, you know, he throws a dart down the field and also can create with his legs. So he's someone that has definitely uh, played like you saw him play at Oklahoma at USC. And I feel like another year of this, this, this system and playing this type of style, he probably can be in conversation for QB1 next year uh, as – is the quarterback for UNC that we'll talk about later. You know, it is interesting because all they talked about last year was how (laughs) next year's quarterbacks are better. Next year's quarterbacks are better. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, uh, Phil Dracovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dracovic and uh, Dracovic, whatever. And um, (laughs) Bryce Young, obviously. And now we're already saying that Drake May – and his first year playing is better than those guys. And his first year playing when Bryce Young won the Heisman last year. Very, <laughs> very interesting. Anyway, USC's laying 34. Is Emory Hunt laying 34? Absolutely, man. Caesars, Caesars 
all FanDuel, DraftKings, all these places took um, the money line away. <laughs> it was like, why even bother? So lay all those points with USC. Next game up, Washington at Oregon. Washington is 13 and a half point favorites. Bo Nix is still playing college football. It always weirds me out when a guy's been playing this long and I watched him win a game as a true freshman for the team that he ends up then playing against. He's in Oregon now. Is Bo Nix an NFL prospect, Emery? Ross, now you know why I put Bo Nix here, right? Because you asked the question the wrong way. You asked, is he an NFL prospect? And you know which direction I tend to go in. He is a professional football prospect. But yes, I think he is an NFL prospect. Um, there's there's ranges. It, we, we're watching this now in the NFL manifest itself in the likes of Taylor Heineke, in the likes of Sam Ellinger, although I think Heineke is better than Ellinger. Ellinger. So yeah, Bo Nix definitely improved this year. Plays the same way uh, Taylor Heineke plays. You know, that athletic uh, escape artist. But we need to see Bo Nix versus tough defenses in big games. Uh, we Obviously, everyone wants to point at Georgia game, but that's why this game here versus Washington, uh, in which they are 13 and a half point favorites, you know, can you handle success? Washington's defense challenges you in unique ways, especially on the perimeter. So they're going to test Bo Nix's ability to be consistently accurate outside the numbers. And that's going to determine whether or not he graduates from uh, Taylor Heineke to in that, you know, Jalen Hurtsian type uh, realm. Well, okay, this guy is playing great situational football and doing the things necessary to win these big games because that's the one element of Bo Nix's game. You know, I always joke about America's quarterback and there's ranges to that. You know, there's the PJ Walkers, there's the Taylor Heineke's and those guys that play a fun brand to watch but they aren't consistent. You want to see Bo Nix graduate from that group into, you know, the, the, the more consistent style of play that you see from the position. What about speaking of Washington's defense, do they really have another good corner? Cause every NFL game you watch, there's at least two Washington DBs in it. Yeah. And here's the thing. The reason why I threw Jordan Perriman on there, because he was an FCS guy last year. He was UC Davis. The Aggies, Dan Hawkins doing a great job out there uh, with that program. They're they're down this year, but they've been consistently good uh, under Hawkins. And Perriman was their top pro prospect, their top corner, transferred up to Washington. And he's someone that could play off. He could play press. He's got length. He's about six feet, 200 pounds, got good size. Um, kind of reminds me, he's not the athlete <clears throat> this guy is, but he kind of reminds me a lot of, Marlon Humphrey and how he plays. So for me, having someone like that on the outside that can play with length, uh, play with press, <clears throat> and also do a good job of playing the ball, attracting the ball when it's in the air, and he's a good open field tackler. So I like Perriman. I think he has good all-around game. You laying the 13 and a half or you taking the points with UW? I'm taking the points. I feel like 13 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, Washington showed me something last weekend against Oregon State. First of all, Oregon State tricked that game off. Take the points when you can. Points add up. Stop going for it on fourth down when in a you know bad, windy game that they played in. Went for it on fourth down twice instead of kicking the six points that they would have gotten, and you lose by, what, 
three points or four points, you would have had the game won had you kicked those two field goals. So I like that Washington hung around, found a way to win. I think they'll hang around. I'm not saying they're going to win, but 13 and a half is way too many points. So I'm taking Washington the points here. UCF is playing at Tulane, and UCF is getting two points. This is a sneaky, low-key, really big game. Yeah, because uh, – and it's funny because CBS Sports will be in New Orleans next week for the big game. Um, they're One of their, their college football guys chooses where he wants to go for the big game. Um, last week he was at Tennessee, I think this – this week they'll be in New Orleans, you know. So I was kind of doing double duty in New Orleans, Ross, because I got to throw this out here, man. I know we both are guys that um are, you know, we follow the rules, we do really good things, we try to be good people. Yeah, um, there's sometimes, man, where you just gotta take the law into your own hands, right? So I know we're coming off of an election day, um, and and voter integrity is is like everybody's talking about it, right? But man. Quiet as kept, Ross. We'll find out today if the University of New Orleans approves football because the kids voted seventh and eighth. I'm and I'm sorry, Ross. I know you probably feel the same way. This is one election I'm rigging. If I'm UNO, I'm like, listen, yeah, y'all could vote, but the vote's already decided, man. We're going to get football, and they they already had their helmets out. They have a whole promotion called, uh, you know, Wake the Lake. They have a football stadium rendering that they're trying to also attract a major league soccer team. So we'll find out the results of the vote today. But I have a feeling UNO will have football and they'll be in the Southland Conference as an FCS team. I said I'll have to say this. New Orleans football is booming at the college level. Tulane, my opinion, is uh, playing fantastic defense. And that's why Jordan Williams, uh, uh, Dorian Williams is my, is my guy. He's a slimmer guy, but he plays inside linebacker really well. You know, he kind of plays like Demario Davis, um, one of these linebackers that look to hit. He's not afraid of contact. He's always about having a physical discussion at the line of scrimmage. And those guys I want playing at the second level. You saw the difference a Roquan Swift makes on a defense that also had Patrick Queen playing the same position. Roquan Smith is trying to find you out and seek you out and put you on the ground. That's what Dorian Williams does uh, at the position. But, yeah, we, we're I'm rigging these votes if I'm UNO. But – Voter integrity is important, but I'm I'm cheating to win. Both what about UCF? Who you got there? Ryan Swoboda. Um, tackle Ross. He's listed on there. Now we know how the, the rosters go. He listed, he's listed at 6'10. Whether he's 6'10 or not, right? That's still pretty large for a guy. Um, and obviously the quickness is a little bit questionable with guys beating him around the corner, but the length you can't coach. It's kind of like how Dan Skipper was at Arkansas. When you're that long and that tall. Yeah, you may get beat by quicker, twitchier defenders, but if he gets his hands on you and get the get those long arms on you, it's a tough out. And in the run game, I think he's surprisingly good in terms of how he reached blocks and when he climbs to the second level. Again, if you are not able to beat him to the spot, he's going to get you and put you away and open up a lane for the run game. Moment of truth, Emery. I know what you're going to do. UCF is getting two points. What are you thinking? I'm listen. I watched the at the sports book last weekend. I watched Tulane versus Tulsa. Like Tulane's defense, man, is legitimately good. I feel like they have a top five defense in, in college football. And UCF wants to play up tempo. They want to spread. They want to spread the field. Tulane's going to slow this thing down to a grind, man. So I, I'm gonna say Tulane. They playing at home. I'm pretty sure they're gonna pack Yulman Stadium. 
uh, on campus stadium. I, I like Tulane. I'm laying these points here with the Green Wave. That's a cool stadium. I did yeah, it really there a couple of years ago. Um, I really enjoy that place. All right, last but not least, we're going to get to UNC Wake, where I'm expecting at least a decent amount of touchdowns. And speaking of touchdowns, you can follow all the action on one screen and catch every touchdown every Sunday, thanks to NFL Red Zone, available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. Sling's easy to set up, easy to use, and now you can try it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular 46, now only 23. That's right, you get the best deal on red zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with sling tv visit sling.com slash draftkings to sign up today can you see that ross that's the privateer helmet like that's an awesome helmet i know <laughs> like a pirate like that the uno yeah. privateers yep that that would be awesome absolutely awesome speaking of awesome Evidently, this quarterback from UNC, by the way, UNC's catching three and a half on the road at Wake. Evidently, this quarterback, Drake May, is pretty darn good, Emery. What have you seen? He is really good, man. I just wish he gets out that that number 10 because they're just it's gonna scream Trubisky vibes, right? But he's really good, man. He's like able to throw on the move. He's athletic. He never feels like he's down in the ball game. I think he's better than Sam Howell who was very productive in that same offense, but his passes are way better. It is better on strength, um, better athleticism, a uh, fluid athleticism. So yeah, he is a really good player. You know, I just worry about, uh, you know, people crowning these guys so early because now the hype that is, um, you know, is, is not his fault. He's going to have to live up to the hype. Cause we talked about this before, how draft Twitter works where if you like a guy, then next guy got to like him better than you. And then you got to, you know what I'm saying? It's just crazy how it constantly goes. But, yeah, he is an excellent quarterback. And the, the good part is that they're never out of a game. They should have beaten – they should have blown the doors out of U, uh, UVA last weekend. But you had, like, uncharacteristic drops by these wide receivers. Uh, some of the end zone hitting guys in the life. And the ball just – like, man, what are you doing? They should blow. They should have blown out UVA. So maybe that's why this they're underdogs going into Wake Forest because I think UNC's offense gives them a chance, but their defense is so questionable. That's probably why they are also underdogs. What about uh, Kobe Turner, the D tackle for Wake? Came from Richmond. Big fan of him uh, when he was with the Spiders. A guy that's a you know a quick defensive tackle, obviously a three tech at the next level. Um, kind of wanted him to stay and be that big fish in the small pond at Richmond. But he goes to Wake Forest. He's playing really well. Um, a, a guy that's definitely going to be a pressure player. And, again, we talked about pairing up, you know, matchups. Him getting quick interior pressure forces me off the spot and forces him to change his launch pad, which gives Wake Forest a chance because it's so fast and aggressive at the second and third level. So Kobe Turner is someone that's going to find himself into a postseason all-star game, probably the Shrine game or NFL PA game, but definitely one to watch because he was a star at Richmond. 
UNC's getting three and a half. They're on the road at Wake. What are you doing, Emery? That hook, man. Um, if it was three, I would probably go with Wake. So because we're talking about this on a Wednesday and they still have the hook there, I'm going to take UNC in the points here. I think whatever that over-under is, definitely smash that over. If it's not in the 100s, smash it. You know, So I'm going plus three and a half and taking the over blindly before you tell me what it is. I'm a big fan, by the way, of getting three and a half points. I mm-hmm. love that. I love getting three and a half. Washington came through for me on the Even Money podcast against the Vikings. Emery comes through for me every week at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. It's never too early to sign up for the draft guide, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. Appreciate your patience. Usually we get this out on Monday mornings. This week it was Wednesday morning because we call games. We're actually we're not the people that just just sit at home all the time. We actually go to stadiums and talk to coaches and call games. And I think we're done here. Wait a minute. It's that the keg's kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.